Fungal infection of this kind is real, but not in humans. True, fungi cannot survive if its host's internal temperature is over 94 degrees. And currently, there are no reasons for fungi to evolve to be able to withstand higher temperatures. But what if that were to change? What if, for instance, the world were to get slightly warmer? Well, now there is reason to evolve. One gene mutate, any one of them could become capable of burrowing into our brains and taking control, not of millions of us, but billions of us. Billions of puppets with poisoned minds permanently fixed on one unifying goal, to spread the infection to every last human alive by any means necessary. And there are no treatments for this, no preventatives, no cures. They don't exist. It's not even possible to make them. So if that happens, we lose. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book, book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Cracker Jack Black, with my co-host. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. R2D's Nuts. There we go. Yep, and we are in 2023, the year of our Lord, Michael Jordan. <laughs> so we're just going <laughs> to keep the ground running. Uh, I think we're kind of getting in the mood of what, what 2023 is going to be. So far, no crazy shit is happening. You know. Uh, Same old shit. <laughs> same old shit yeah and that's good that's good like i said at this point we kind of know what to expect from the 2020s so we're good for that uh before we jump, jump into it we do got a bunch of show but we're going to pay our respects uh not for a celebrity but you know relative of celebrity we'll talk about that we'll talk about lisa marie presley why are we talk about lisa marie presley uh because she passed so and we want to pay our respects you know uh i have on this show i have uh said some things about her father Elvis Presley before. I'm not gonna hold it against her. Like I said, she had nothing to do with that. She was just a beneficiary of all the stuff he did, like you know, most white women, but never mind. Uh <laughs> now the thing is, is that like I said, throw a picture up there, at least Marie Presley didn't know this was her, I think, at the um hey, at Mad the Elvis Max. movie. Mad, Mad Max. The Elvis movie. Is it Mad Max behind her? Okay, Max I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see. <laughs> I, I thought I grabbed the Elvis one, so I just was just talking about Elvis, but now I realized she had Mad Max. But she did show up at the Elvis one also. Uh, like I said, for those who don't know, not only was she the daughter of Elvis Presley, she was also the ex-wife of Nicolas Cage. And oh, yeah, okay, and, yeah. She, and she was also the ex-wife of Michael Jackson. That's what I know her from. I didn't know That's she was married to Nick Cage. I didn't know she married Nick Cage. I was just googling. I was like, she married Nick Cage. Okay, yeah, throw it on there. Okay, so yeah, so she was married to Nick Cage and married to Michael Jackson. I didn't know she. Well, I knew she was married to Michael Jackson. That's the person I ever heard of. I didn't know Elvis Presley had a daughter till she got married to Michael Jackson. That's the thing that people keep forgetting about is that Michael Jackson is Elvis Presley's son-in-law. Like people forget that little known fact, you know. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. Didn't didn't she? Um, wasn't she like a singer? Hey, it's Jakey Pooh. I am also awesome. Team Eli. Sweet. <laughs> yep. Uh, you say she was on what? Wasn't she like? Did she like have a like have a song out or some shit? 
I, I think she had like a music career that I paid no attention to. I think like yeah. rock bands like that. So that was past. Me. I think I think I heard that. Okay, not the I'm, song, but I heard that she did. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I remember her doing something, but I paid no attention to any of that. Yeah. You know, because like I said, she's the daughter of a rock star. So people just expect her to have some kind of shitty album out. I mean, just what it is. Uh, only thing I really remember her from when she was in that Michael Jackson video, "You Are Not Alone." Do you remember she was looking sexy as hell in that video? Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Uh, of course, that song will never get played anymore because it was written by R. Kelly and produced by R. Kelly. So, hmm. yeah. I did not know that. Look yeah, me so. just learning all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a cornucopia of mm-hmm. information, but yeah, taking me to the library. Let the road. Yeah, uh, but yeah, think about a song produced by R. Kelly, sung by Michael Jackson. Of course, it would get canceled, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's all I got to say about that. Like I said, not too much on it. That's pretty much all I knew about. If she did anything past that, I do not know. That was on her. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace to Lisa Marie Presley. So yeah, yes, good journey. All right. So that being said, let's move into it. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about because something happened, and I wanted to actually review this earlier, but I couldn't because it actually actually dropped like an hour before we started recording. We're going to talk about The Last of Us. The Last of Us on HBO Max just dropped. Uh, mm. I was going to get some gameplay footage on it, but then I started watching the gameplay footage of what I dropped. I was like, ooh, I can't put that. That was I'm chopping heads off zombies and shit like that. We're gonna, definitely going to get taken out. You're not long as the best energy song. Not even close, not even by far, Jake. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you got beat it you got billy jean <laughs> you got pyt <laughs> you got thriller <laughs> but you this you and i alone is pretty good though not even gonna lie um you're gonna talk about the last of us just what do i think about the last of us pilot like i said i i have not beaten the second game i've not even touched the second game when it comes on pc i may play it but the first game i've beaten it twice one time on the hardest level one time with like no hood you know survival mode also like that i was hardcore in the the last of us at that time um, I was. Really I, into I never beat. I never beat the first game. Oh, I didn't yeah, play I the was, first game, man. For, for a while. That's just. Long. Oh yeah, it's just too. I, long. It, it was. It was long. The thing about the Last of Us, and a, and it's not just the Last of Us. A lot of Sony games in general is that it's not that they're long. Is that you play for a little bit and they have these really long cutscenes. So you're just sitting there just watching cutscenes for a long period of time, and it's just the Sony games like that. The Xbox games ain't like that, but the Sony game Uncharted. The Last of Us, Metal Gear, all the games like that. You're just like, damn. And you control it's so long, you control the dies. So that's how The Last of Us was. But that's okay because that means that since it's so long cutscenes, you get invested to the story of it and it makes it easier to translate into, you know, a movie, TV show, things like that. So that's why I was thinking, like, if you want to adapt something into a video game, I mean, a TV show, The Last of Us is perfect because that's pretty much what it is. It's a TV show where you're just holding your control and that's it, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, but and that's the thing. Like when I'm looking at the, basically, I'm gonna just get it out the way. What I thought about the TV show is that it's pretty much the video game cutscenes chopped up together, but with real people. That's the show. A live action video game. It's a live action video game, but without the controlling hand. So for <laughs> Xbox, it's it's so real for Xbox players out there. This is the closest you will get to playing The Last of Us by watching the HBO show because it's basically that, you know. Uh, it was so, I mean, but I actually had fun with it because it was so accurate. I'm like, ooh, they took that scene for that. Ooh, they took that. Like, they were taking dialogue from it. I saw know? the clip. I saw a clip of when, like, the shit, like the beginning when they're in the car, and I was yeah. like, oh, I remember this when I'm sitting when you're sitting in the car in the game. You're when you're sitting, sitting in the, the back car, seat. you drive to like yeah. in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that. It's just that. Yeah, I was like, know? oh, I remember that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
so that's the thing so i know some people that haven't played the video game like they may be shocked on some stuff that happened on the show when it comes out like i was shocked when it happened in the, in the actual tv like video game when i played it but you know i still had fun just watching it. oh that's cool i'm seeing this stuff seeing this stuff like that they did change some stuff uh like the mid like halfway through the like it was a whole mission in the video game that they cut out well like that could have been a cool ass action scene you just cut that shit out just to speed up and get to this part but i was still into it uh there's even some people that were void like that were in the video game that were voicing the people in the video game that are acting in the show i'm like damn the, the writer of the video game is is showrunner of the show like he wrote the show so so it has that authenticity the accuracy of it so it's you know that that's the stuff i'm missing from other video game uh things you know uh for instance like uncharted this ain't that <laughs> you know they actually put work and love into this they didn't just some some cap out shit. or even halo you know where they did some shit that was kind of awesome and the rest of it like why you do that it wasn't that you know this felt like it was made with love or those god awful resident evil movies where they made like 20 of them you know this ain't that where you're just cranking out shit left and right this felt like love was in it uh well acted the action scene put at the hbh put money behind this uh what do we got here uncharted with no game yes movie no <laughs> uh sorry jake i see why you team eli jake i, I understand now. <laughs> i haven't played that or seen the movie <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense you know I'm, I'm not gonna hold it against you uh but that's my thing there so uh like i said i'm not if you haven't played the game i'm not gonna spoil i'm i'm gonna play the game i'm not gonna spoil the tv show for you but if you play the game you know how the tv show is gonna go it's it's basically exactly what you think it is um uh, yeah like i said you get awesome scenes i'm trying to see if i got anything else i want to talk about like you know this is from the game but you know they have scenes like this in the tv show that replicated that you're like oh shit okay that's pretty cool so like i said i'm all into it i'm sucked in uh eli we now have a new greatest video game adaptation you know sorry sonic 2 this this takes the cake not sonic 2 this (laughs) takes the cake it's like well sonic 2 sorry you're down here now it's just last of us you know um but let's see. Uh, they're probably add more stuff like The Walking Dead. I, I hope not. I mean, I'm pretty sure they will. You got to pad it out some kind of way. But as of what they did right now, it's just the game. Now, not to say it's just cut and paste. They did like delve into some stuff, like stuff that they talked about on the show. They went into detail on here, you know. So I did like about that. But it wasn't like they just went completely against the grain or anything like that. Like everything you saw from the video game, it was that, you know. So highly recommend it. My favorite thing on HBO right now. If it weren't for this, I probably would have canceled HBO now because I'm, they're raising. I'm almost, I'm almost about to. Well, they just raised the price. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, so. I did know, like a dollar. Yeah. Um, well, see, the thing is with HBO, I'm locked into. I a kept year it long. for Black Adam. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so I could watch Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I kept HBO for this shit. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it there. So. That's all I gotta say about that. It's pretty I, much I, like almost, said, yeah. I was gonna watch it. I was like, oh, I got about an hour. I'll I'll watch this real quick. And I look. No, it's, it's like an hour and a half. It's an hour yeah. and a half. Oh, well, fuck it. I ain't watching this. Yeah, it's a movie. It's it's basically <laughs> a movie. Yeah. yeah, I can't. That's what like you're making all these damn movies, TV show that are movies now. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> whatever happened to half hour, man? A half hour episode. This this is not a sitcom. This this ain't Seinfeld. <laughs> well, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you kill no. a zombie did i do that <laughs> no but there's uh, a movie there's a movie called the girl with all the gifts mm-hmm. that came out a few years back which is awesome but it's very similar 
that's when when I saw that movie. Oh, this is like The Last of Us. It's it's like plant based zombies or whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, and I love it how the beginning. Not to spoil anything for you, but they start off the the show talking about cortisol. Remember how like this cortisol is the scariest shit ever. Oh, they the start off the show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just have like a scientist or a, a scientist just talking about it, and you can just hear the air just lift out of everybody's room, just like, oh shit. Like, oh, and they talk about how, how real this shit is as of right now. My local theater is showing on the big screen tomorrow night. Oh, I'm jealous, Jake. I'm jealous. If I if it was, I would go see it again in the big theater. I would. You know. Matter of fact, I'm going to check to see. <laughs> now that you brought that to my attention, if it's playing, I'm going I'm to go see it. Because I'm, I, I was, I, if this was playing, if this was during the week, I would have watched it twice. You know, just to kind of like get into it, you know. So, yeah. Highly recommend it. Go watch it. Even if you haven't played the video game, Still watch it because you actually might get more out of it than I did. You makes me shocked by some of the stuff they did. Me, I'm just like three, two, one. Here it comes boom. That's it. You know. <laughs> so, so now we go from the best thing that happened on uh, HBO Max to what some would say the worst thing that happened on HBO Max. <laughs> now let's talk about this. So yeah, we're gonna talk about oh, Velma. Velma. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I so suggest- this is a show. I didn't know. I thought it was a movie or something. No, it's cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not know. Uh, that. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like a cartoon movie or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it's a, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Yeah. So, like I said, the people out there that are saying this is the worst thing to ever grace TV of all time. That's what they were saying before the thing came out. They were saying you watch this, make your eyes bleed. Uh, you will vomit in every orifice watching this show because it's just that bad. Uh, so when I actually watched the show, sat down and watched it, I was like. Yeah, it's pretty bad, you know. But that being said, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I have seen worse TV shows. I have seen worse animation than this one. Uh, it actually, like, if I was to compare it to another show, it reminds me of Harley Quinn, kind of. Uh, the reason I say that is because it kind of has almost like a similar art style. Oh, uh, the humor Harley is, Quinn's awesome. So <laughs> Harley Quinn is awesome, but I'm just saying, like w- the what they're trying, what they're aiming for, that they're, like they're aiming for, yeah. cartoony, like that. You can feel it. And you can feel like, okay, see Harley Quinn, do that for Scooby Doo. It's like that. But the difference is with Harley Quinn and Scooby Doo is that Harley Quinn takes the characters and like take the characters' essence and cranks them up to eleven. So it's still the character. It's just a heightened version of the character. Velma doesn't do that. They pretty much throw the characters out. These are a whole new characters. And I'm not talking about the race change. I'm going to talk about Velma's brown and Shaggy's black and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about that. These are completely different characters. Nobody acts anything like they do, you know. Uh, and like take and the closest person who's not anything like that is Velma. Now, before we get into it, I just want to say that I, everybody's freaking out saying it's woke this and woke that. And they got dark-skinned Velma and, you know, the gender, something like that. I don't care. Because be honest with you, I have no problem with a dark skin film. I've seen dark skin film before. <laughs> I'm not gonna get in detail where I've seen a dark skin film before. Let's just leave it at that, you know. <laughs> but that being said, I didn't have a problem with that. I'm just watching because I'm not. I'm I'm not like a hardcore purist into Scooby Doo lore. I'll be honest with you. Uh, up until like 20, 2005, I thought her name was Thelma, you know. So I didn't know. <laughs> You know, uh, I didn't know that Shaggy's real name was Norville. You know, so if you were that, I didn't know that either. <laughs> that's what the show is. I like why they call him Norville. Oh, that's Shaggy. Okay, so I didn't know that, but the show <laughs> is doing that. So if you're if you're if that hardcore and you know this stuff, then yes, you might get pissed about this. I guess there's plenty of 
hardcore Scooby-Doo purists out there. Okay, Enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. If you're like that, you know, okay, I get it. You know, whatever. Me, I'm not into it. Just give me a show. Can you make me laugh? And the show, for the most part, I was just kind of just blankly staring at it. It wasn't like it was bad. I was just kind of like, hmm, okay, whatever. But every now and then, there was a chuckle. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit there and say I didn't chuckle at anything. Every now and then, I chuckle and I caught myself like, "The fuck you laughing at?" You know, caught myself. You know, this worst show ever. I supposed to be laughing at this shit. You know, but not gonna lie, some stuff did catch me. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, James Gunn need to do another movie. Yes, for those who don't know, thank you, Jake. For those who don't know, James Gunn wrote the screenplay of Scooby Doo one and two. He wrote them. So yeah, uh, I never saw those. They were. What? I remember seeing them. No, I've never seen them, man. Sorry. What? They're classic, Eli. I'm telling you, they're classic. Are they? I know. I know. I don't say this often. No, I don't recommend <laughs> movies classic. to you. They're, they're classic. I'm, I'm dead serious. They're classics. <laughs> I've seen them on. I've seen yeah. them on. They, they've been on in the background, but they didn't catch my attention enough to say, "Ooh, I'm gonna look at the screen." So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be honest. With you. I grew up with them. I love them. That's my favorite. Rend- grew rendition. up with them. Then they come out like five years ago. <laughs> they're like twenty. Is it? Well, I didn't grow up with them, but yeah, they came out like twenty years ago. But still, I didn't. Okay, I didn't grow up with them, but that was like my my version of Scooby Doo. Like when I think of Scooby Doo, that's what I think. Damn. Yeah, they're like two thousand. Yeah, time's flying by. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, twenty twenty three. So like twenty three years ago, but yeah, it's old. Uh, like I said, now and the thing is, this is a fever project of Mindy Kaling. For those know who Mindy Kaling is, you should know she is. She was on the off. Not only was she on the office. She was a writer on The Office. You know, she was on Minji Project, also like that. She was there. And the thing is, Velma is her. Like, straight up her. That's all it is. Like, she voices Velma. And that's the thing, like, okay, so people are freaking out that Velma is dark-skinned. But honestly, I would feel the way if Mindy Kaling did the voice and she was white doing the voice. I'm like, nah, make it look like Mindy Kaling. So I had no problem with that. Uh, Only thing is, Mindy Kaling isn't acting like Velma. She's acting like Mindy Kaling, you know. Like that's not how Velma acts, but whatever. Um, do I recommend the show? No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I will, but I will. I will say this: I will watch it if I remember to watch it. You know even, how when a show, you know, even if you did recommend it, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I, I, I figured I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I completely understand it. <laughs> you know, so it's like one of those shows. You know how sometimes when you watch a show and you be like. I watch it if I remember to watch it, but you forget to watch it and you just stop watching it. That's what this show is. So if I remember to watch it, like if I get a notification from Apple TV or HBO, like, hey, Velma's on. Like, yeah, Because remember how you asked Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, Eli, how you were asking more, you want some more Seinfeld shit, you want some more uh, episodic 22 you know, minute episodes you just get in and get out? Mm-hmm. That's this. Now, if Velma was an hour or hour and a half like The Last of Us, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not watching this shit, you know. But it ain't that. It's like 20 minutes. You get in, you get out. So I'll watch it, you know. Will do I be a, heavily do invested? Some, do a workout, do some aerobicizing. Yeah, it's just playing in the yeah. background, yeah. you know, some shit like that. You're like, okay. Uh, hey, I'm paying, for, yeah, I'm paying for HBO. It's already on this. And I got, if I don't have shit else to do, then I just play it in the background. It's just whatever. If I remember to do that, if I completely forget, I'm like, that's fuck it i'm done you know so that's my thing is but as far as everybody else acting like it's the worst thing i do think it's an exaggeration to say it's the worst thing known to mankind it is you know it's it's not it's just a show you know 
But I guess if you're a hardcore Scooby-Doo purist and you know Scooby-Doo is, you know, Shaggy is Norville. You know how the internet is. They're soft out there. Yeah, yeah. They're they, mad oh, soft. Yeah, everything exaggerated. Triggering. Everything. Oh, this, this, this was so bad, I was traumatized. Yeah, that, and that's I'm what they're doing big, with this. Soft, you know? saggy uh, nipple. Yeah. The Flash and final season to tell me if it's good. You know, it's like, it, it, I, Jake, I Jake, watched the Flash you, how long like, have you watched this this yeah. this podcast? I haven't watched the Flash in years. <laughs> I'm the CW guy. Yeah, I used to watch the Flash. <laughs> yeah, the like first in, season of the Flash was dope. The, oh, all, 10 like, years ago. Arrow, <laughs> yeah, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow. I, I was all that shit. I was watching Arrow and and and. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I watch. I, I yeah, those first few seasons, I was all over that shit. Now I'm now I'm on Superman and Lois, but, which uh, comes back in March. We should have yeah. talked about that, but the trailer just dropped right before recorded, so I can't really say. Is, I, yeah, I didn't see it yet. So, but yeah, it's coming back. Uh, I think. Oh, uh, Jonathan. They they got a new actor for Jonathan. Oh, that's right. They one recast them, one of them quit or whatever or left. Yeah, of course, yeah. something like that. Uh, now I do have to say this. There's one thing that did irk me. Norville, Shaggy, whatever like that. Not Norville necessarily. That guy. That guy right there. I can't stand that guy in general. I don't know who that is. I, I, I forgot his name. <laughs> I'm just way out that. of the loop, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, 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 I can't remember his name. I just know anytime they need a beta male, he's Hollywood's go-to guy. A black beta male, he's Hollywood's go-to guy to just go to him at any time. And basically, that's what he is in the show. Shaggy is like friend zone by Velma. You know, so we went from ultra instinct Shaggy that can beat the shit out of everybody and Goku and stuff like that to some friend zone beta male that was about to cut his own kidney out so he can pay for Vilma's some whatever. Like, like what the fuck, man? That's the type of show it is. So now, now, now me mentioning the show and describing the show, now I see why people bitching on the show. Maybe this is the worst thing ever. Now, now I'm just second guessing, <laughs> you know. But anyway, I will keep going. I'll watch it. However, what I will not do is talk about the show ever again. I'm done talking about Velma on this show. So whether it's good, whether it's bad or like that, I'm done with it. As far as every other YouTuber going to make, you know, hour-long podcast reviews on a 20-minute show that they hate, I'm not going to do that. Why? Every Why week that? they're going to watch it. And every, every week. week ugh, I hate it. <laughs> this is it's just the worst fucking woke agenda trash. Ah. Five minutes in, this happened. Ten minutes yeah. in, this happened. Like, why? Why are you doing that? Go watch something that you like, but yeah. yeah. So that's my thing. So what Thanks it is, Shapiro not... rolling in his fucking like the fuck, ah. like like why? <laughs> okay, the show sucks. Move on. You you it's not gonna get better. Like unless you get better, talk about it. But if it's just what it is, and the first time you saw it, leave it alone. Don't talk about it anymore. So yeah. Oh, uh, well, let's see what what Jake here got. All right. You can remind me. I mean, you can try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that thing I was supposed to do, you know, but whatever. <laughs> All right, so I think I have talked enough. Uh, uh-uh, don't, don't yawn. Oh, yeah, it's, it's all you now. Yeah. Oh, you should have yawned, le- yawned earlier. Oh, man, I'm tired now, man. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> all right, so now we're going to talk about this because we're going to – Eli saw a movie. And I didn't do a thing about it, but I'm going to okay. do something about I mean, that. I got so, an image. I got an image. Let me get the image. Let me get it up. Get it that's up. what she said. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you start about it because I don't know what this is, what we're about to talk about, but I'm gonna let you go with it. Okay. I just saw the new slasher flick released on Peacock called Sick. This is written by Kevin Williamson, 
for those who don't know, he's the guy who created Scream, wrote all the Scream movies. And I know what you did last summer and the faculty. And he was like the hot horror guy, screenwriter back in the night. H2O, Halloween H2O. Turned all the slasher movies into teeny bopper soap operas. You know, it's all his and, fault. I'm blame him. <laughs> and and you watched this because <laughs> right? uh, I, yeah, he's the reason why that he ruined horror for the 90s. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, right, right. So, so 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 you so you hate watching this. Got you. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually I watched it because like, I saw the trailer, it looked cool, and then I saw oh Kevin Williams that did he do no, that wasn't him. That was somebody else, anyways. I saw the trailer to this um, a while back and I thought, oh, that looks kind of cool. I'm going to check that out. And then I saw Kevin Williamson direct. Oh, okay. I know what to expect now, but we'll see how it goes. Um, So this is a slasher movie that takes place right during when the pandemic started back in 2020. This is a COVID slasher movie. Um, It's basically about these two girls from college the lockdown started covid the lot the covid pandemic started uh quarantine all the colleges were starting everything started getting shut down all over the country so they decide to go to her parents lake house or whatever somebody's got a lake house somewhere they got they decide to go spend the quarantine cabin in the in, woods yeah okay. in this this nice ass house on the lake and shit and then some they start getting stalked by a killer with a knife and violence ensues um, and I gotta say, I had a lot of fun with this. This was a lot of fun. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it had some really cool, like some, the kills are pretty cool. There's some pretty, they didn't have a high body count. I will say that, but the kills were pretty cool, cool when they happened. They're pretty brutal. Um, a lot of tension, a lot of like, the at, like, like. There was a lot of, it basically becomes a chase movie where they're just, you know, like the Terminator, where it's just like being chased through the whole movie and shit. How are they going to get away and, 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 you know, climbing up shit, going through windows and just trying, you know, jumping on the boat, jumping on the raft, jumping on the, you know, just trying to get away. That's what the, it almost come, becomes an action movie. And this movie was like under 90 minutes. So it was quick in and out. Um, yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. Oh, Jake, Jake saw it. Looks like Jake, Jake, uh, (laughs) that important. Yes. The beginning, the beginning kill scene, um, was, was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this takes place during the pandemic. Uh, it it starts out right away. Um, you know, America is being shutting down and people like the, the, the opening scenes, he's at the grocery store, taking us back to the, you know, the nostalgia of, two years ago when the store shelves were empty and, <laughs> and all that shit, people are coughing, people are wearing masks and shit. Um, oh, the good and, old days. Yeah. The good old days from two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and then guy goes home and he gets murdered, you know, and then we follow these two chicks who go to this uh, lake house and some, uh, uh, a mystery killer starts stalking them, trying to kill them. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I my one thing is like, they, <laughs> I found it was, uh, yeah, no toilet paper. <laughs> I went to Walgreens and found my toilet paper. That's that, I'm just saying the Walgreens and the gas station across the street, they hooked me up during the pandemic. 
Okay, because I went to the grocery store. Go. Oh, yeah. Target there. Target was like barren. Yeah. Target didn't have hot dogs. They didn't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I got hooked up from the dollar store, Walgreens, and the gas station. You know, they always had shit when I went to. That's the thing. The pandemic for me, I didn't get to see the the, the barren wasteland that everyone else got. Like, nobody paid attention. Not where I was at. Not where mm-hmm. I was living. There was constant traffic and motherfuckers just out where I was. Oh, it, it, it got that bad for, for, <laughs> for no, my time. I lived, I lived right off a freeway. I heard constant traffic. So, constant so you didn't get papers that you couldn't be out at a certain time? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got that. I had paperwork to say that I couldn't be out at a certain time. We nope. had curfew. I didn't have any of that shit. I wish I could have kept the paper. I would have showed you that paper on <laughs> <laughs> And another thing is like, I had that, I don't know if you remember when I had that hip injury, I got rear-ended and I had that hip injury. So yeah. a couple months before COVID hit, I was already bedridden and couldn't go anywhere. So mm-hmm. I was already used to like laying around the house and then COVID hit and then I couldn't go anywhere again. So I was like already used <laughs> to being at home for two months. I had taken off of work and all that shit. You know, so COVID hit and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just sitting around some more. <laughs> you know? So I was already used to it. Like, and, nothing's I, you know? changed, yeah. <laughs> and I never saw like the barren wasteland of the, the post-apocalyptic, you know, empty cities that ever, I, I, I never experienced I, I took that. pictures, Eli. I took no. pictures. I, I wish I could have showed me. <laughs> Not around where I was. <laughs> <laughs> like the only time it got that way around me is when the protests of 2020 when they hit the citywide curfew well that was then, the exact opposite now you got riots and shit happening. yeah that was when the riots were going on and the protests that's when the citywide curfew then at night it was like quiet and you know nobody on the street <laughs> <laughs> but that was only for like a week <laughs> right so um so yeah i mean i it was, it was funny watching this movie and there and this it's got this very dreadful you know suspenseful like tone where they're trying to make this like the bring the, the horror of the qu- quarantine. And for me, it, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to make light of what happened. I know I'm sure people are still fucked up from it. And, you know, and I'm not making light of all the people who, you know, that suffered from COVID who, you know, who all the people who died of COVID, I'm not making light of it at all. It's just, yeah, I, 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 um, I didn't feel like I, that, that, that dread. It was like trying to make a, like, this is, da, 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 da. This is I don't Mad know if it's, too, and, yeah. if it's too soon for that. It just, you know, I guess I wasn't, you know, feeling the nostalgia for two, something that happened just two years ago, I guess. Right. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, that's what I'm saying too soon. And not, not that I'm traumatized or anything. I'm just like, oh, it's just like, I, 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 I guess it was like, I wasn't longing for that to go back. <laughs> I, guess. Right. I don't know. It was kind of weird. But once the slasher stuff starts happening, once the like the, the movie picks up, it's it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, my only gripe is the slash, like the actual slashers. They were just, as you can see, uh, looks just like that. They never he never cool look, you know. You well, know, like, that's your problem with that guy in the first place. His slashes be kind of generic looking. Yeah, like I mean, the hook guy on I know what you did, and yeah, like you know, like you know, some you know, sometimes they have a cool mask and or they have a an, a cool look. They just look like Antifa, you know, right? <laughs> and like in the and 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 the killer was kind of getting his ass whooped a lot. Like the, the the girls were fighting him off and just like you know, 
he, he wasn't like imposing, you know, where like Jason just comes in and you're fucked, you know, this guy, right. like I would have kicked this guy's ass and took his shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So um, that was about it. The, the, the killers weren't that scary to me. You know what I mean? But, uh, but it was still like a fun ride. And I will say, yeah, Kevin Smith or not Kevin Smith, <laughs> Kevin Williamson. He knows how to, you know, how to, he knows the formula of slashers, you know, and this is just a straight up the, and that's another thing. It, there was some predictable moments that I thought, Oh, I kind of see what's going on. I, I, you know, um, I can kind of, I can kind of figure out what was happening. I knew because it was set during COVID that the motivation for the killer was going to be something about COVID. So I kind of like figured that out a little bit. Um, so it wasn't this big when they re revealed it. It was like, oh shit, oh, you know what I mean? Because um, this is one of this is the 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 mystery slasher. You know, there's all these different slasher sub sub genres of slashers. You have your supernatural slasher, like Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, Chucky, that Candyman, these ghostly figures that rise from the grave that can't be stopped that just go around slicing people up. They're like supernatural. They're they're, they're driven by some supernatural force. Then you have your whodunit slasher. Someone's killing people, and then it turns out it's somebody's relative at the end, blah, 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 blah. You know, kind of like this. This is kind of like that. And they're driven by some revenge. They're out for some sort of revenge, you know. And so this, this felt more in line with that. The scream is like that. You find out that the killer is, you know, dude's son and all the and whatever, you know, he's got some, you know, uh, he's pissed off at some shit, and he goes on a killing spree. And uh, that's that's the same case as this. You you figure out who the killer is and why they're doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, I I kind I kind of sort of I didn't have it all figured out, but I kind of sort of had a figured that mm -hmm. I, that it was something along the lines of COVID because it was just COVID themed movie. Um, but so uh, I I I had a lot of fun with it. I actually enjoyed it. It was short, in and out. It was very fast paced. The kills were brutal. The kills were awesome. Um, yeah, my only gripe is the killer, the killer was kind of a, you know, kind of a, you know, a weakling, <laughs> <laughs> not very scary, but it's not, it's not break. It's not breaking any, like, you know, it's not groundbreaking or doing anything original, but it followed the slasher formula to a T where it was a lot of fun. You, you know, if you're a horror fan, you caught references to other horror flicks, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're into horror flicks, if you're into slashers, this is a, you know, this is a fun ride. I, I enjoyed it. I'll give it a, I'll give it a three point five out of five. I won't, okay. you know, it's it's better than average, but not great. You know, it's nothing I haven't seen before, but it was still a fun ride. Like the blues, you know, the blues. They got a certain set of chords. It's all in right. the style. This is it followed the formula, and um, it's just had its own little style. You know, so I, I, I had fun with it. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, before we do that, Eli, can you filibuster for a little while longer? I, I got to do something real quick. I'm not going anywhere. I just need to okay. just, just talk about whatever. whatever. Talk about Silk some more or COVID or riots COVID or, or whatever. Hey, I'll talk about Friday the 13th. That's what I've been doing all weekend. So, yeah, it's our first Friday the 13th of the year. It happened the first month, January. So I'm a big Jason fan. 
I don't, you can't see my, my Jason mask. I have a Jason mask over there. I, 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 I'm not lying. Um, uh, yeah, I, I spent the weekend watching Jason movies. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I had a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I'm a Jason fan. I'm a Jason fan because I, I, he, he's like the reject. Jason to me is like an outcast. He doesn't have any friends. He's got, he's been bullied. He's kind of like, people like to think like, oh, Friday the 13th movies are like moral. You know, they're all about, you know, morals and teen sex and all that. They get, they get punished for not acting, you know, uh, for, for, for doing, you know, you know, having sex and having, doing drugs that they're being punished for that. I mean, you could read that into those, uh, into the Friday the 13th movies. But for me, it was all about, the reject, the outcast, getting back at the popular kids. You know, that's what I like. That's what I took out of it. You know, Jason to me was this bullied kid um, who basically comes back and takes revenge on the, you know, the the shitty intolerant world that created him. You know, these kids who come to the woods, they're rich kids. Let's get serious. Anybody who goes out, if you're a teenager who gets to go take their parents' car and go out to some secluded spot in the woods. You're coming from some money. You got some money. You're so you you come from some bougie place, and um and you're partying in Jason's backyard, and you not you know you don't even invite him to the party, you know you don't even offer him a hit off the blunt or a drink, you know much less get you know get him laid. So he did these rich ass kids thinking they own the place coming to his coming into the woods and partying, and he you know and he's like fuck y'all. <laughs> we'll you know? see. I was gonna jump in early, but I was I was I wanna let you <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> you 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 were spitting. I so could like, go on. I could just yeah, I was like, you, you spitting. I'm, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. Let him cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, see, man, we... I dude, I stopped. Oh yeah. So yeah, Maniac of New York three. I have not I I read the first arc. I enjoyed it. I've been behind on it. My only thing is like the kills. It's it's they're the kills are like after the fact. There's not a lot. I haven't read the second arc, so I don't know if they if if the series got gorier. But I noticed something about the first the first arc is like a lot of the kills happened off panel, and it was kind of bloodless. I mean, unless the crime scenes, the cops always showed up and they saw the aftermath. But um, I was a little disappointed in the lack of of kill scenes in that comic. But I did enjoy that first arc, and I just. Man, especially now, I'm on a, you know, I got to really, you know, hold back on my comic budget, you know. <laughs> no, I, I haven't read that in a while. Nice house, nice house on the lake. That's a Tinian, right? I, I read I think, a couple of years ago. And that's yeah. a black label book, too. So that shit's like five, six bucks or whatever, too. So again, man, I'm just like, you know, ends. Got to make them <laughs> ends. <laughs> got to make it work. Okay, yeah. so like I said, this is the comic book bullies. We're talking about comic books. Yeah, we're at that part now. So we're just gonna just jump into it. Talk about comics. Actually, was a bunch of comics that dropped this week, and I'm gonna talk about. It. I, I was gonna do like a whole bunch of, but I was like, let me let me streamline this. Uh, but I'm gonna let you go first. Eli. I'm, I'm gonna see what you got. Well, since we're talking about horror, should I do my retro review first? Now, I'll get, sure. I'll get, okay, I'll get that out the way since you know we're still on the subject. Um, like I said, it was it's been Friday the thirteenth weekend. Um, I spent my, I, like I said, I've been, uh, 
I watched. My a bunch bad, of my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm gonna get out of here. So just yeah. Um, so okay. I decided to do a retro comic book review, and the book I chose, the retro comic I chose to do, was Jason versus Leatherface, which came out in the '90s, late '90s, by Tops Comics. Yeah, yeah. Back when they um, were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, this comic, it's a three-issue arc. And it basically just follows uh, Jason, you know, running into Leatherface and his family, and then eventually them having a fight. But it also kind of gives a lot of depth. What I enjoy about this book is it gives a lot of depth to Jason. Jason has feelings in this book. He has emotions. He has regrets. You know, uh, we get to know Jason emotionally. So... Um, so okay, so the first it starts out issue one. There's some corrupt corporation that's trying to clean up Crystal Lake and you know make it, you know, put up a big like factory there and stuff. And they're dragging the lake. They're dragging Crystal Lake and dumping all the pollutants and stuff, the garbage that was in the lake. They're shipping it out to some dump in New Mexico. While they're dragging the lake, they drag up Jason's body. Jason has been. I take it he's been under there since part seven. You know, I think. Oh, you know, so this is canonical. Okay. If, if we're going to go by movie canon, he's basically still in, in, in part six or part seven. He's chained to the rock and, you know, anchoring, anchored at the bottom, you know, of the lake. And he gets dragged up, thrown on this train full of garbage. And the train is going out to New Mexico to go dump in some landfill. Of course, he awakens on the, on the, on the train, kills the whole crew. The train ends up derailing in Texas. So that's how he gets to Texas. That's where he runs into Leatherface and his family. He ends up uh, killing one somebody, running through the woods trying to escape the Sawyers. The Sawyer is Sawyers are the Leatherface's family. Kills the guy. They're like, hey, you know, Leatherface and and the hitchhiker, are like, hey, thanks for help. They end up taking Leather or Jason back to their house. Um, so the second issue is basically Jason just getting to know the Sawyer family. You know, um, they're taking them out, going killing people, hacking them up for barbecue. Of course, Jason don't eat because he's like a super zombie corpse that doesn't need to eat. Um, yeah, just kind of getting to know the lifestyle of the Sawyer family. Um, what he does notice is how the family treats Leatherface. Now, Leatherface is similar to Jason. He's like, uh, you know, he's like a mentally disabled, you know, with with physical deformities, you know, doesn't speak. He's nonverbal, um, kind of a simpleton. And the, the family kind of abuses him and bullies him. So this starts triggering Jason. Jason starts remembering his you know, his childhood where he was bullied as a kid and, and abused by his dad and all that. So he starts to feel sorry for Leatherface and starts to stick up for Leatherface. You know, um, in part, in the, in the third issue, he actually uh, stops his older brother, the older brother from beating on Leatherface. That's what triggers the fight. You know, he starts chasing the dad and the hitchhiker throughout the house, Jason. He's trying to kill the for you know kill the dad and the brother for abusing Leatherface, and he's right about to kill them. But then Leatherface 
decides to stick up for his family that abuses him and comes in with the chainsaw. And that's where the fight happens. And they kind of, you know, Jason's got his machete, Leatherface has got his chainsaw, and they duel it out for a little bit until the family just jumps him, jumps Jason, beats him up with a hammer, and they decide to throw him in the lake. You know, they decide, oh, we're, we're not going to, we're going to pay Jason some respect and not eat him because they were thinking about eating Jason because they're cannibals. <laughs> but they end up throwing him in the terrible, lake. Yeah. yeah, they throw him in the lake. Jason, of course, isn't dead because Jason doesn't die. He gets up and says, basically, ah, fuck these people. I'm going back to Crystal Lake. You know, <laughs> that's kind of where it ends. It's a kind of a, a dumb, campy, stupid sort of story, but it does give Jason some depth and some emotion, which I, I, I enjoyed as a Jason fan, um, especially him connecting. He, you know, when he sees Leatherface being bullied, he actually offers to help Jason and, and you get inside Jason's head. He's like, yo, you know, this is the first time I've ever hesitated killing somebody. And it's to help this guy. It's to help Leatherface, who he feels he has a connection with, that he feels they have, you know, they have things in common. They're both, they've both been bullied. They're both deformed. They've both been abused by their family. So Jason sort of has a connection, feels a connection to Leatherface and decides to help him. But when he decides to help him, he's like, oh, I, this is the first time I'm, I decide not to kill somebody and it's because of you. And this is how you're going to treat me when they start fighting. It's like, well, fuck it. Uh, well, let's be some killing motherfuckers then. And they start throwing down. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's very campy and kind of goofy. Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy that. The, 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 it gives, it, it sort of fleshes out Jason's character. And um, the artist, the artist again, is very cartoony. But these covers by Simon Beasley are dope. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, if you're, into, if you're hardcore into Jason or Leatherface or just horror comics, give it a, if you can find it, give it a whirl. It, it's, it's, it's a goofy, fun, campy read. You know, leave your brain at the door, which is what I did. And, um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, three okay. out of five. So, when you first read this book back in the 90s, did you have a dog in the fight? Like, were you rooting for one of them to win? Uh, well, Jay, I've always been a Jason fan. Um, so, yeah, I was like, well, fucking Jason's going to fuck Leatherface up. You know, <laughs> just because Jason is like this unstoppable force. Right. In, in your you head, know? can it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Leatherface is just like a human, you know. But it, it, but it doesn't, it's not just about a fight. It's more about Jason, like I said, feeling sorry for Leatherface and deciding to stick up for him. You know, that, that's, there's that twist. That's what I found interesting. You know, even though it's just goofy, stupid. Right. But, but they kind of, humanize yeah. these characters. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it gave Jason sort of a, a humanity that I didn't expect, you know, more so than the remake, the Friday the 13th remake. They tried to make him human in that, which, I mean, I like that remake. I think that remake, the 2009 Friday the 13th yeah, remake, I, I loved it. it. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was cool. My only gripe is Jason taking that chick hostage, holding that chick hostage, like keeping her in the fucking basement of his, you know, lair or whatever. Right. Like, Jason don't take prisoners. He kills everybody. So for mm -hmm. him to like take this chick and keep her like chained up in the basement, I thought that, that was the only thing. It, you know, I thought that was stupid. Like, no, Jason, yeah, that, Jason, don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> just out of character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So first book I'm going to do is Lazarus, Lazarus Planet Alpha One. 
that's that uh Oh, okay, the, so we, D, the DC, the DC, yeah, the DC. Uh, this is the, the the thing that they've been hyping up. Like, there's going to be the thing that changes everything, and maybe we'll, maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I isn't guess. this going to be like zombies or something? No, it's not zombies. It's something. What is it? <laughs> just the, dead people coming back to life, but they're not zombies. Not not that either. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. Remake the remake last the of Friday. Remake is the best. Eh, I like it, but. I think Freddy versus Jason is better than the remake. I like Jason X better. I don't care. That's just me. Jason X is cool too. Where is it on my <laughs> list? Jason X uh, is fun. You know. I just like I like I like all the Friday the 13th movies yeah. except for part 8. Jason yeah. Takes Manhattan is the only one that I think generally sucks. <laughs> it didn't feel like they even trying with that one. It was just like just whatever. There's like no kills, there's like no blood, there's no hue. Most of them and I know I'm not trying to like elevate Jason movies and you know turning him into these art art you know these this high art achievements. No, I know they're trash. I know <laughs> I know they're garbage. Sometimes you just want a cheeseburger. Sometimes uh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I know it's total sleazy 80s trash. I know what I'm watching. You know, <laughs> but even but most of them they're pretty funny and entertaining and they're schlocky and campy and and they're they, they make me laugh except for part eight except for jason takes man that movie makes me mad <laughs> like you could just say they weren't even trying at that I, point i yeah. get mad while i was like damn this movie sucks and i'm i watched it again thinking i'm not gonna think it sucks again <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so like i said i it's it's kind of okay i know what happened in this book but it's hard to explain what happens in this book. First off, we didn't even finish reading or even reviewing the, uh, what was that shit? Dark Crisis? Not Dark Crisis. It actually has nothing to do with Dark Crisis. So that was pointless to even read that. Um, it actually has something Robin to do with uh, the Robin shit, the Batman versus Robin shit, because it's written by Mark Wade. So hey, this is the finale of that. So basically, Batman put on like Dr. Face helmet, fought Robin, and we're here now. So yeah, the whole plan is fucked up. And let's get into it and see exactly what happened to the planet. So yeah. Um, all right. So we get this. So Damien Wayne, Damien is the star of this book. At least it's, I don't know if he started the whole thing, he's the star of this story right here. And the basically art looks saying, dope. Who is that? The art is awesome. I don't know who, who is that this? that guy who did the the bat cock? <laughs> What's that dude's name again? Oh, I know Lee, somebody, somebody. Yeah, not him. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Not telling me oh right here right here uh batman Ric- ricardo federico is that his name that's his name no that wasn't the guy that was no, like uh, lee, lee that Ber- was lee, lee, lee somebody yeah, yeah lee something yeah wasn't that but this is this is a cool artwork you know but anyway they're in a plane they're in tiger's plane uh batman is fucked up talia's holding him and they're in the plane with black alice and damien's just like i'm gonna fix this don't worry i'm gonna fix this he's like you got a plan do i have a plan do you know what my father is so he, even though he hates his dad, he's always bragging about his dad. That's that's Damien for you. So anyway, they're flying. The sky, the skies are green. I'm gonna find out why the skies are green all of a sudden. And Batman's fucked up. So obviously we know who won between the Robin versus Batman fight. <laughs> but his eyes are green, and we're gonna find out why the eyes are green in a second. So, oh, uh, so anyway, they get alert from Supergirl. Supergirl's like, any heroes available? Come to haul us right now. Everything is screwed up right now. Everything's out of control. Uh. The entire planet has been hit with a storm that's raining like Lazarus juice. Like it's uh, basically, 
yeah. <laughs> like it's literally a storming Lazarus. So so magic is screwed up. Everything is hitting, is tearing up. Yeah, is that is it, it called juice? It wasn't called juice. I think I'm just making that up. <laughs> In my head, it translated to juice. You know? I thought it was called like oil or something. Lazarus yeah, something. something. But it's, it's rain. It's, yeah, Lazarus rain. Lazarus right? aid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus fluid. You know. Uh, yeah. And anyways, uh, uh, Supergirl is telling him. Yeah, and the the rain is actually fucking up all electronic devices. Also, so if you get anything electronic, get away from it now. And he realized, oh, we're in a plane. Oh shit. So they're about to crash. And meanwhile, you can see like the Hall of Justice sign in rest. So about to crash at the Hall of Justice. Uh, and that's when they crash and they, you know, they, they catch them right when they catch them. And uh, they take them inside. So, yeah, uh, they take them inside and Robin just takes over. He like, OK, I know everybody has questions about what's going on. I'm taking charge. I'm in charge. Everybody follow what I'm saying right now. Everybody's like, wait, what? Now, before we get there, I do want to say this is the first book I've ever read where you have Mary Marvel, Supergirl, and Power Girl in the same book at one time. I find that odd because Supergirl is a ripoff of Mary Marvel. Let me repeat that. Supergirl is a ripoff of Mary Marvel. Not the opposite way how everybody think it is. And Power Girl is a ripoff of Supergirl, so I just find it weird they're all in the same book. But anyway, Robin says, I'm taking over. Everybody follow my lead. And everybody, everybody just not looks at him. They look at Batman because everybody used to following Batman when some shit goes on. And Batman just says, listen to my son. Why he's barely even able to stand up. So just like, oh shit. So, okay, we follow. So Robin tells Mary, he basically gives the backstory of everything that's going on. Devil Neza is out of control. And the reason it's raining Lazarus fluid is because, <laughs> uh, yeah, when they fought Devil Neza, another bad guy popped up called the Red Bull King. Not the Red Bull King. What's his name? King Red Bull. What's his name? King Firebull. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so King Firebull has rose from uh, the volcano of Lazarus Island. And it, it it flooded, it caused a volcano so big that it flooded the world with Lazarus rain or whatever like that. And just hearing Lazarus, I mean, uh, Devil Ness's name, Supergirl, like, oh, shit. Because she remembers him, you know, from that Batman, Superman book that, you know, we reviewed. And so basically, Robin's like, okay, I got a plan. We're going to split everybody up. And we're going to split, uh, you guys go to the Tower of Fate because I, because they made me take all the magic in the world and stuck it in Tower of Fate. So I want you to go there and, and release those guys. And I want the other people to go find Devil Neza because we beat him, but stop the Red Bull King, whatever his name is. He may be able to flip over to our side and help us beat him. So y'all go do that. Y'all go do that. Meanwhile, I stay back in case any other superheroes come here and they recruit. And the Monkey Prince stay with me. So the Monkey Prince was supposed to be like the biggest thing in this book for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, they try to break into Tower of Fate, but they can't because Super, uh, not Super Power Girl uh is kryptonian so her magic she can't work on magic zatanna can't break into it mary marvel can't break into it cyborg and blue beetle try to break into it and that's way to get hit by the iron king iron bull king or some shit whatever some big monster anyway the red bull king put him in front of everybody so he's gonna fuck everybody up and they gotta fight him so that's who they're fighting um and they get the ass whooped anyway batman and supergirl and some other people they fight the bronze king who also sent by the red bull king you know so they fight him and super uh, power with supergirl power girl i can't remember they, they the same people anyway supergirl is just like i'll fight this guy even though my magic doesn't work but we'll fight him anyway so they fight while they're fighting batman and talia just go inside oh they're raz al ghul's base because they realize that this guy's something to do with the uh, um you know the lazarus pits then they may have a clue here so they go there and they find swamp thing and poison ivy in a fight with Devil Neza. No. 
right. <laughs> Can you knock Batman? You know. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, right. So That's right. Eat my shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> We all remember what happened with that one, but yeah. So that fight. So yeah, and I don't care. There's some shit about Black Alice and the Monkey King doing some stuff. I don't care. Uh skip, 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 skip. We back to Cyborg and Blue Beetle fighting these people and Mary Marvel doing nothing. That Iron King just like, man, the rain is hitting harder than you. This all you can do to me, you know. So Power Girl just takes him and just throws him in the sun or some shit, you know, whatever. Uh and they beat him. And meanwhile, back to skip. That's that artwork. I don't really give a shit what happened in the story though. But yeah, so they're, they're fighting. They're all fighting Devil Nezzle. Batman fights Devil Nezzle. Swamp Things fighting Devil Nezzle. Devil Nezzle rips off Swamp Things' arm, uh, and then that's when Supergirl shows up. Heat visions him. It's like, okay, we got a limited amount of time for we can beat this guy. So they all just jump him at the same time. You know, Poison Ivy, Swamp Thing, everybody, Blue Devil. You know, they knock him out. But they give you a little map of all the shit that's going to happen later on or whatever. You know. So they finally break into the uh they can't break the tower of fate and mary marvel tells everybody to back up like i know how to get into the tower of fate and she says shazam was gonna bring a lightning bolt which will blast the tower of fate and which lets them get in there so they thought they were coming in to get like some you know dr fate helmet and aquaman's trident and stuff but actually they were doing was freeing the magic people because robin when he was under control of devil neza had kidnapped all the magic people so all you got phantom stranger Ragman, alan grant the green ranger i mean green green lantern uh who's the other guy some other people clan rich boy some people are back there and meanwhile while they beat devil nezis one like is he dead and, and supergirl's like nah we don't kill we just fuck him up meanwhile you see like some mist leaving devil neza and it attaches to batman and now they're like oh batman is something wrong he's like no everything's right so now you got devil batman yeah so that's the thing Oh, and meanwhile, Robin's just like, uh-oh, somebody's knocking the door. And that's when you got the Red Bull King is about to kill Robin. The end. Um, yeah, I'm not I don't know. Maybe we maybe we miss some stuff. It's just like shit just happening in this book. And it's supposed to be an event. I'm like, how are you gonna make an event out of this? This is just stuff happening. But apparently, like Cyborg and Blue Beetle are supposed to like merge into one and be cyborg beetle later on because magic, magic. Timey wimey, whatever. Okay. So cool art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about this, but yeah, DC. I, I don't know. Oh uh, shoot. But yeah, what, what you what you got next? Uh what's your rating, man? Give it a give it a number. <sighs> I don't I'm gonna give it a three out of five. This as far as an event, it's not really catching me. It's just shit happening. But cool art. But if they keep the same artwork through the whole event, I'm on I'm on board. But other than that, I don't really give a shit what's happening. But yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'll stay oh, you're doing DC. this one next? Okay. All right. I'll do Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo, number three. Mark Silvestri on the scripts, on the art, on the pencils, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, on the ones and twos. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this is a, a black label book, so it's not a canning, it's, it's its own story. Basically, Batman and Joker have teamed up. Yes, Batman basically kidnapped or kidnapped Joker, brings him back to the Batcave and, you know, puts a hood over his head and chains him up and shit so he doesn't know where it is. And then he's been keeping him there while there's some weird creatures going around, uh, yeah, killing people. And what? And they've taken Jim Gordon. 
So Gordon has been kidnapped by these weird monsters, tortured somewhere, and Batman's trying to go around detecting what's happening, you know. And this book starts out, now last issue, there was these, uh, yeah, um, this, this, this couple, they're kind of corrupt, they're kind of assholes and shit. Well, they've been trapped in this like death machine where they're all, they're hanging over like this grinder and Batman has to save them, basically has to answer questions to save them or choose one or whatever, like a saw, it's kind of like saw. And he is trying to save them, but he doesn't save them. They both of them die. You know, it's kind of fucked up. I was, oh shit, Batman didn't save these motherfuckers. Because you kind of thought it's Batman. He always right. saves the day, right? Batman, because he's the fucking Batman, the goddamn Batman. Well, he doesn't. They both die. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman fails and he takes it hard. You know, it was kind of kind of a cool season. Not cool that he failed, but it's kind of a cool to see Batman deal with fail, failure. You know, you know this is why he's the Batman. Why he preps for everything so this doesn't happen. Well, you know, he is this he, like early in his career or something? Or? I don't know. I don't, I don't know when when, but um, but but yeah, he he he's he's dealing with failure. He's he's dealing with regret of not being able to save these lives. Um. And then he's detecting something about the DNA of these creatures, and there's that going on. Um, um, then somebody in the company he suspects of who's behind this, and um, and yeah. And then this is a scene where him and the Joker kind of like, hey, we're gonna go find. He's like, okay, Batman's pissed off for like you know not saving those people, so he goes and gets a Joker. Like, yo, we're gonna go, we're gonna go fucking figure this out. You know, kind of grabs Joker and they go off, take off in one of the jets, the bat jet. That's kind of it, where it ends. We're, we're going to go, we're finally going to fucking figure this shit out. So I think this is my, how many more issues? Is it just one more after this? This isn't Black Label? Yeah, this is Black Label. Yeah, okay. So this issue no, normally, normally three. Yeah, so this is one, there's, I know there's, this isn't, there's another oh, one coming. Oh, this is three. So, yeah, yeah, this is not, this is, uh, this is issue three. So I don't know <laughs> if it's one more or two more. So, um. But no, it's it's fine. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, the art, like I said, I, I love Silvestri's art, um, and it's just a, you know, this one was kind of a lull because it's he's doing all the, you know, not a lot of action happens because he's doing all the investigation. There's all this shit about DNA sequencing and all this crap, and then him suspecting some dude on in the company or one of one of his companies, Wayne Tech's sister companies or whatever. And suspects him and shit like that, and confronts him, and so not a lot of shit happened. It's just sort of a build up to. I'm sure the next issue is going to pick up. Now it's Joker and 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 Batman, you know, on the bum rush. You know, they're out, they're out doing shit. They're out to go, you know, solve this thing. So, yeah, I'll give it a three point five out of five. Like I said, this was kind of a lull, kind of a, you know, it took a break. Other than the beginning when he couldn't save those people, where he's like he's frantic trying to fucking, you know, stall for time and all that shit, you know. Um, after that, it was kind of a, you know, kind of let the steam out, and it was just sort of a more exposition is all it was. So. But I'm still on board. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, next one I'm going to do is, I'm going to do X-Men 18. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm doing this because it is a follow of that last story we're talking about, where they freed Lara from the the vault or whatever. 
that you got okay. two Lars running around, you know. So this is the like continuation of that to find out what they're gonna do with that. So yeah. And uh yeah, the book starts off as just uh like a recap of what happened. They free Laura from the vault, you know, and she got back with uh Sink, who they've been together for five hundred years, you know, in the vault. And basically it's just bang like rabbits. They don't even worry about oh, is she the real one? Is they don't care. Just just go at it, you know. Uh and meanwhile, the quiet council is just having a debate on what should they do with two Lars running around, you know. Meanwhile, you got Sink and Lar, you know, uh going to a Dazzler concert, you know. And the reason they go to a Dazzler concert because they want to talk to the other Lar, you know, like young Lar, you know. And they just like, You think she knows we're here? They're like, Yeah, the wind blew, so she knows we're here. Like she's a wolverine so she she can smell us you know so like hey kiddo like what you calling me kiddo for what you think i'm gabby she's like i'm 500 years old all of you gabby's to me you know and she's just like she smells something that's when she's attacked by vampires now if you haven't been reading va- uh x-men at all all they do is fight vampires nowadays why are they so obsessed with vampires i do not know they just fight vampires forever you know so anyway they're at a dazzler concert apparently vampires are attacking a dazzler concert you know so they go there and they see Dazzler. Dazzler and you got Boom Boom and Jubilee in the background. So yes, this is a X-Men Exterminators crossover where you got Boom Boom and then you got Jubilee doing pop pop. You know, meanwhile, Dazzler on roller skates, you know. Uh, and they just having fun, just killing vampires and shit. You have been bedazzled, you know, and they just stare at each other. And and old Lars, it's just, you know what, old woman Lars. Make that a book, Marvel, if you haven't already thought about it. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, old Lars is like, look, we need. I, I understand you having fun killing vampires like that, but we need to talk. You know, look, while I'm killing vampires, just come with me. We'll do this. So they out there having fun. Jubilee put a Santa Claus hat on. They just going this, and she sees it too large. She's like, hey, you with the hologram hat on? You you got to be from the future, right? This must be some X Men time travel bullshit to be normally going on. And while she's looking at her, old Lars just like Wolverine stabs her bubble gum. She's like, oh, that wasn't cool, you know. So they keep walking, and they, the two Lars, can sense, you know, the uh, the vampires in the room. They're like vampires everywhere. They're surrounding us, and we need to take them out. So then they just like, look, we're gonna go take them out. Y'all stay back. So and mean because they want to talk it out. They want to have a conversation while they go kill some vampires. So they go in there. Oh, I don't care about this shit. Anyway, the uh, X Men save some of the Orcus terrorists have been trying to kill them for the last three years and like if they kill if they rescue them then they can probably you know maybe not want to kill them anymore anyway you got laura back to back and they're trying to conversations so like okay so what do you want to talk about you know so basically want to talk about is that we need to lay down some ground rules uh you know if something happens you know she like first you want to know like why aren't you surprised that i'm here so like well first off when they told me you were dead they didn't show me a body and that was a pretty cool scene where you got one laura chopping one top of vampire old large chopping off the bottom half I, I thought that's pretty cool and she was just like look i didn't see a body so you ain't dead i i know how i'm a wolverine i know how wolverines are if you don't see a body you ain't dead so it's like so i knew it was only a matter of time before you came back you know and she just like uh now you know if something happens to one of us they're only going to resurrect one of us right and she's like i didn't think about that and uh, old large is like yeah and they're probably gonna resurrect me because i'm older and i know more stuff than you so they're probably gonna resurrect me because you're just a liability She's like, well, that's cool. I don't plan on dying anyway, you know. So, and then they just like, uh, just back to back, they kill all the vampires and they just have it out. So, they basically say last thing. She's like, oh, one last thing. I'm Wolverine. 
you call yourself something else. She's like, you can have Wolverine. I've been Wolverine for 500 years. I, I'll get another name, you know. Oh, and last thing, uh, we're not friends. And matter of fact, I don't ever want to see you again. This is the last time we ever meet each other. She's like, well, I ain't want to hang out with you either. You know, bitch. You know, she ain't say that. I just added that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they, <laughs> right, she should have said that, but the comics code, you know. Uh, so anyway, Jubilee's like, hey, uh, Sink, you want to join the Exterminators? And he's just like, if I did, I'd be the, I'd be the star of the show. And then he pops her bubblegum also. It's like, uh, y'all some, y'all some, I hate y'all, you know. So they go fly off. They're like, hey, what y'all gonna do? Hey, we got some more X-Men shit to do. So we're gonna see y'all later. You know, meanwhile, they just go straight to the treehouse, take the clothes off and start banging like rabbit skin. You know, so that's all they've been doing ever since then. And basically, Quack House just decided, hey, she's she's in the group. She's there. She wants to be there. She's cool. You know, and what else we got here? Oh, and then the book ends with Corsair, you know, Cyclops and Havoc's father. And he just like, uh, kids, I'm not going to make it a Sunday dinner uh, because we got jump and the enemy got the got the jump on us. And I'm on my last round. But you got to be careful because the enemy is on their way to you too. And that's when you see him with a pregnant belly with a brood sign on him with the brood in the back staring at him. Oh, is he pregnant too now? Yeah. <laughs> Woke. <laughs> what the <Ginger>. fuck? <laughs> so the end. So yeah. So look like uh, that's he's going to die. They might bring him back. Like I said, they probably clone him too. Uh, but apparently there's going to be a brood arc coming. So yeah. Uh, what do we got here? So the X Men is the new Blade. Yeah, they just love fighting vampires. Like the Wolverine book, that's all Wolverine does is fight vampires. Like, why y'all y'all can't do nothing else? Nothing else. So yeah, but that's it. So I just want to see what they're gonna do with. The, I thought they were gonna like kill one of the Lars or something like that. But they was like, nah, let them run around, let them do whatever. So you got two Lars. Make an old woman Laura book. Uh, Marvel, it's right there. It's right there. So yeah. Uh, three out of five. Three out of five. It's it's cool. I just want to see cool. what's going on. So, all right. Let's see. What do I got next? Well, one left. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Let's see. Ghost Rider. Ghost I love that cover, though. I didn't see the inside of it. But I love the cover. So this wraps up, or at least I guess, kind of, sort of wraps up the the exhaust arc or whatever arc we've been on. I don't know. That's what it seemed like it was trying to do. Um, yeah, kind of a lot of crap happened. Okay, I'll get into it. So, anyways, what's been happening is like exhaust. Exhaust is like the new character. It was like a demon, the dark side of Ghost Rider or whatever, inside Johnny Blaze, kind of possessing him. Wolverine. Um, I reviewed that book where Wolverine basically right, the backdoor sliced, alley surgery on him, yeah. sliced him out, sliced it out of him and shit. So now Exhaust is just out there fucking shit up. Now Blackheart is trying to bring hell on earth. And then there's the the counts, the the night magicians or whatever, I forget what they're called. A bunch of magic folk are trying to stop them. And then there was an FBI agent, like this gothy psychic F- FBI agent, kind of like the X-Files, like kind of searching for Ghost Rider, for Johnny Blaze. She ends up teaming up with Johnny Blaze in the last couple issues. They go to Chicago where there's all this concentrated evil underneath this cathedral, this big giant church and shit. And they end up taking a, like a subway train. The Ghost Rider jumps on the train, turns it into a ghost train, all, in, all on fire and shit. 
and they go to the, like this underground lair of where there's all these demons and shit. And that was like the last issue. And Ghost Rider shows up, pulls out a chainsaw, a flaming chainsaw. He's like, all right, let's go. And that's where this issue picks up. It's like, cool, battle. Ghost Rider with a flaming chainsaw versus a bunch of fucking demons. Um, pretty cool for the first, you know, two, three pages that it showed. But then the book starts going all over the place. We go see what Blackheart's doing. He's trying to bring hell on earth and he's possessing people all over the country. Uh, the, and then fighting those magicians. What else is happening? Oh, yeah. What's her face? The, the, the FBI agent is possessed. It just kind of jumps all around, kind of convoluted and kind of jumps through all these like stories. So you don't really get to see the, the fight between Exhaust and Ghost Rider. It kind of like happens really quickly. He somehow beats his ass somehow, then goes to Blackheart and sends him back to hell. And then they go back, the chick goes back to the FBI and says, yo, we got all this evidence of all this fucked up shit happening. And the FBI guys, nope, nope, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna, you're, you're off the case, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the FBI goes down to whatever secret lair science lab. It's like, uh Oh, we got, we got to do plan B or whatever. And you know, because they're onto us or whatever. And then the last panel says, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go with plan B. And it shows this big giant contraption, you know, and in the chair is Danny Ketch. So the government has Danny Ketch. All now has he something. been in this run? No, not in this This run. is the first time showing up. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was, so they got Danny Ketch. The government's doing some shit to Danny Ketch. So they, they they are related, right? Johnny, Jenny Blaze, Danny Ketch related? No, I don't think so. No. I thought they said it in maybe in the 90s. Maybe like shit, but some they, brother. I don't know. They, I think they did, and then somebody said, like, nah, I don't like that. And then probably just took that shit out. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I may not be school now, so, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe some connection, but no. Um, but, yeah, it, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it kind of felt anticlimactic. Like, oh, we finally get to see Exhaust versus Ghost Rider, and it's, like, really short. It cuts away, and then it tries to wrap up this Blackheart shit really quickly. Like he Johnny Blaze shows up and just like kicks his ass real quick. And then we go to the FBI. It's like it's just like all this, they tried to wrap up all these like storylines. I, I felt like it, it it they just it went, it just wrapped it up too quickly. Because I've been all over this book. This book has been awesome. It's been like a monster of the week. Like every week or every month, you know, he's going to another place with all these monsters and demons and shit. And now he's in Chicago where all this concentrated evil is going on and he fights all these D and like, okay, giant battle, Ghost Rider versus, you know, monsters for an issue. But, you know, it went all over the place. So I was kind of, kind of sort of disappointed just in this issue. I don't know what, you know, now they're introducing Danny Ketch. You know what I mean? Like they had all these storylines building and building, and then they kind of just like wrapped it all up in one issue. And now they're bringing Danny Ketch into this, into the fold. So I don't know. I'm a little, little, kind of, a little disappointed. You know, because I was super into it. It was like, been all this buildup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't quite stick the landing. So. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm still digging the book. The art is cool. It's like got some really cool horror shit. You know, demons possessing people and demon worms come crawling down people's throats and fucking possessing them and shit. It's, it's got some cool like body horror imagery and shit. And you know, the, you know, like of course, here's the splash page of. 
Ghost Rider just fighting demons with a flaming chainsaw. You know, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so it's it's cool. It's shit and shit, but yeah, they just kind of you know half-ass this ending. At least this issue, you know, wrapping up this you know anticlimactic battle. So yeah, I'll give it a three out of five. Okay. All right, so last book I'm going to do is Black Panther number thirteen, and oh, you I say you... this, I say this one <laughs> for a reason. This is the reason I say this for last. <laughs> you said you were gonna, yeah, you were gonna, yeah. It, it depends on how things. I, it depends on how I feel when I do this. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, damn, that's it. I couldn't find it anyway. So. This, like I said, this book is almost done. This book is almost wrapped up completely. Um, and like I said, this is Black Panther. He's on the run. Last year, we didn't review the last issue he was on. But anyway, he's got kicked out of the Avengers. So he's out of the Avengers. He's been kicked out of Wakanda, like an arc before. And now he's making an assault on this guy that's supposed to be trying to shut down the internet, who's a Wakandan also. So let's just get to it. Uh, I think I should just skip to the part that I hate. <laughs> I hate most of this book, but let's get to the part that I really hate. Anyway, I mean, I uh, even dropped this book after a while. I mean, I, I did, I, but I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to see it to the end to see if my hate is worthy of being hated. And yeah, I don't want to just hate on shit. I, I, I get it. I'm a, I'm a masochist for reading this book. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, this they're just doing a flashback of when him and the, and the girl and the guy they all made this pack about how they were gonna never see each other again and they're gonna be these sleeper agents and all the stuff like that. Even oh, though, yeah, I remember that. Probably, yeah, that thing about the, yeah. this, this whole thing. So they're saying they never see each other again, even though those two uh, started hooking up and having sex with each other behind the child's back. And he didn't know it, you know. And yeah, that's it. So anyway, he thought that guy died, but he's not dead. He's back, and he's the one taking over the internet, and he's got this rogue Wakandan agency that's doing it. He's just saying, and I guess the child escaped in the last issue, and he, know, he knows that the child is going to eventually come back because he's the child. And he already knows he's... He's alone. He didn't have the Wakanda army behind him. He doesn't have the Avengers behind him because they all kicked him out. So he's basically going to try to fight me by himself. And he knows he's going to win if he's coming. But he's hoping he just doesn't fight him. Just let him do his thing. Because basically he achieved world peace, which he always wanted anyway. So the child instead used, he got all the people he gathered that he's made friends with doing like this run. Like the Buffalo Soldier and who else? other people too anyway they're all gonna make an assault it's like three people have made an assault oh gentle uh that that toshin do what kind of that dude that's got vibranium skin or whatever so all the people are with him and they're gonna make a rush on them you know uh meanwhile while they're on their way they're formulating a game plan on what to do um they get attacked well the buffalo soldiers get attacked by captain marvel she blasted the ship so they got a crash landing to the bottom of it you know so they're out uh, they also get attacked by Captain America's shield, just hits them, you know, takes their shit, takes their ship out. So they got a crash and Shuri gets hit by Thor. So all three ships are done. They're out of there. So they're all about the crash, you know, so brace for impact. So they land and that's when, you know, they got to fight each individual Avenger, you know, so they all step out and Thor's are like, oh, y'all ready? Let's go, you know, and Captain America about to fight the Buffalo Soldier, you know. But we don't see any of that. We just see this. And this is shit that pissed me off. Let's get into it why it pissed me off. Because you got Black Panther and Captain America about to square off each other. And they're basically talking shit to each other the whole time. They just like, you know, uh, the child's are like, oh, we've been, this been building up for a while, Steven. You know, 
So they get ready to go at it. Captain America runs at him. Bam, smacks the shit out of the shower. He tries to fight back. Captain America blocks it. Like nothing he's doing is working. He's just smacking his shit out of the shower. Takes him. And when they try to get help, he's like, uh-uh, this is between me and Cap. Stay back. You know, so that's when uh, Cap grabs the child and just starts beating the shit out of him, beating the shit out of him, beating the shit out of him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, just, and then knees him in the face, knocks him out, and because basically trying to say that he hadn't recovered from the Buffalo Soldier. He got still got, it, got his ass from there. He's like, so how do you expect to take out that dude that's taking out the internet, and you can't even take me? And that dude has a whole army. You know, he's like, I'm going to do what I must. So he tries to stand up again, you know, and he's like, fine, let me whoop your ass again. So right before they go at it, they get, they bam, get stopped by Namor. Namor jumps into it and he thinking he's better because Namor is also in the Avengers also. He thinking, oh, I got to fight Namor also. But Namor's like, no, I haven't come here to fight you, T'Challa. I've come here to help you. And that's when he turns around and it's the entire Atlantean army is going to help him to fight that dude that's taking over the internet, you know. The end. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem where I had with this book. Okay. <laughs> Hold up. Before I get there, let me <laughs> let me collect my thoughts. Okay. Uh, the artwork, the artwork is badass. I got to give him credit. The artwork is badass on it. But that being said, I said something nice about this book. Here's the problem I had with this book. Now, I don't mind T'Challa getting beaten. I understand what this the rule that Stanley made is that the the writer is the the winner of any comic book story is whoever the writer wants to be. I get that. My problem is, why is this how to get his ass beat this entire run? He hasn't got a win off anybody. The Buffalo Soldier beat his ass. He got beat by somebody else earlier. One of the uh, the war dogs. Captain America beat the shit out of him. Now, I don't have a problem with Captain America beating the shit out of him, but in my head canon, like I said, we all have our head canon. I'm thinking Cap and T'Challa about equal. So if you want to have it where they go back and forth and then Namor jumps in and break him up, I'm cool with that. But to just have Captain America just mollywop him and just like wipe the floor with him, no. Well, it looked like T'Challa just let him too. He wasn't even fighting back. No, no, no. That's the problem. That's the thing. He was trying to fight back. It wasn't like he just sit there and just let him stop him. No, he was trying to actually trying to fight him. And he was getting his ass kicked. Now, even if he didn't want to fight back, I understand you not want to fight back and you want to do that. But you don't get your ass whooped either. <laughs> Defend yourself some kind of way. You don't let a dude just beat the shit out of you. I'm sorry. You know, this is not my T'Challa. I'm sorry. This is this whole run has not been my T'Challa. He's been just weak as fuck. He's been indecisive. He's been getting his ass kicked left and right. Uh, it's just too much wrong shit. This is Dave. This is what's this guy? John Ridley? This guy? I blame him. Everybody want to talk about Tennessee Coast has the worst run in Black Panther. No, it's this guy right here. It's making me wonder about him. Is does he have an agenda against Black Panther or T'Challa? Is that is, is I'm starting to wonder about this. They already killed T'Challa in the movies. Are they trying to do a char- character assassination in the comics? Are they because he's already been kicked out of the Avengers? He's got two issues left before this run is done. So we could just be done with T'Challa and we won't even see him again because he doesn't have his own solo comic. He's not in the other comic. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, do they have a memo out to shit on T'Challa? Like they did with the X-Men and Fantastic Four back when Fox was doing all their bullshit? Are they doing that with T'Challa now? Because it makes me wonder. And if he is doing it, shame on you, John, really. Because it makes me wonder, I mean, it makes me wonder, are, are you know, are you an agent? Are you working on the other side? You know, 
I mean, it makes me want to call him something I never called a black man before. The shit he's doing. He's a jive turkey. He, this is some jive turkey shit he's doing right now. <laughs> because you're doing all this wild shit you're doing, this having to get his ass whooped. That's, that's my thing. If you want to have him beat, have him beat. But not getting his ass whooped, getting his nose bloodied, busted up by Captain America. You're the and second person. Captain America even do that. You're the second person I've heard someone say, calling someone a turkey now, in a couple weeks. Okay, we're trying to bring it back, Eli. We had a we had a press conference. Black people had a conference. So I watched I watched the movie Wildcats. I don't know if you remember the movie Wildcats with Goldie Hawn and Wesley Snipes, when she's it, coaching the football team and shit in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, in the eighties. I was watching that, and someone they could all right turkeys. I was like, <laughs> damn, that's an old school tur- turkey. Now the thing is, we used to call people jive turkey. Jive turkey was some serious shit. You know, you had to square up right then. You that know, was an insult. That was that was a serious insult. That was like, an insult. Call someone <laughs> a turkey. <laughs> exactly so now like i said i don't use that uh, term lightly i only call somebody a jive turkey when they do jive turkey shit this is some jive turkey shit if he has a memo from marvel to shit on t'challa on purpose and he's carrying out that order yeah you a jive turkey i'm just saying what it is so that's all i got with this uh i'm gonna I'm continue reading this book just to anger myself more just so when i shit on this book properly i have the term to do this but i don't want anybody else to read this shit pretend like it's done I don't know what this got to be a mandate for Marvel. I I, I definitely feel like it's a mandate for Marvel. So that's just me. I don't know. Um, shoot. What what else you got? I'm booked out. That's yeah, it. I hate to end this, the the end the podcast <laughs> on this. This is the this took all the wind out of my sails just even reading this shit. But yeah, if you're listening this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. We we'll have some new shit coming on. Uh, the reason we didn't review the Ant-Man trailer because the Ant-Man movie will eventually come out. Which is y'all it. already did anyways. <laughs> yeah, we already did it there. Y'all shit on Modoc. Y'all, y'all already talked out. about it all week. What, what are we Yeah, we're, we're late to the party. You yeah, know. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Ant-Man movie's coming out. Yeah. I but we are the first to talk about The Last of Us. It dropped this week, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're ahead of that. So, yeah. So, But we'll find some more stuff to talk about next week. We'll see where it goes. Uh, oh, yeah. Happy Martin Luther King birthday. Nobody... Nobody wish Martin Luther King a happy birthday today. You know, well, oh. I know it's yesterday. Is it today? Or is it yesterday? Okay. Well, technically both days because it's technically yesterday, but you know, we don't observe it until today. Because the day is the day off tomorrow? No, I work tomorrow. But I think it's time and a half. I got to take a look at that and make sure. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. That's my motto, pop bottles. I rock with bosses and coppers. I walk and check, I'm the lotto about my chicken and waffles. I roll my weed like a flottos. It ain't no season, no stems. I wear them Keith and James Brills. Rich niggas sitting on ends. There's plenty of paper that's doable. Check my background, it's musical. I grew up around me. It's pharmaceuticals, not the feds. Living life on the edge, unpredictable where it's headed. I said what I said, and I'ma keep it where I said it. Solidness is embedded, my DNA and genetics. And I don't listen to rappers, that music ain't got no message. Making that fatty, my specialty being broke ain't my pedigree. Like an old western movie, I like to drink and get whiskey, bitch, that's my... I, I ain't trippin', getting to the chicken, that's the mission, nigga, that's my motto. She picked me, she hit the lotto, she can ride if she hot though, nigga, that's my Oh,
shit took. Read a book, I kick ass, I'm Bigfoot. I said observing curve, I'm like a fish hook. I'm in the suburb swerving with your bitch look. We burn rubber, me, her, and her lover. That's my motto, hit the lotto, pick a number. I'm feeling froggy, might jump in the bitch though. Fucking with doggy dog, nigga, that's all she wrote. Don't be talking money, but you always broke. You can get the back with all the pistol smoke. Let me handle my business, nigga, back up in this bitch. Captain Crippin', don't miss the bar. Look at us, my. 